0: here we go, baby. I'm ready when you are. Hi, and welcome to Filmmaker's Compass Podcast. I'm D-Man, joined by CP. How are you doing today?
1: I am very, very tired, D-Man.
0: Tired. Why are you so tired?
1: Because I didn't sleep. I was I was over at WonderCon all weekend and I'm still recuperating. yeah
0: it was that intense. All right. Well, I'm glad that you suffered for all of our delight. So thank you so much, CP. I'm I'm glad and I'm excited to hear your stories from WonderCon. Before we get into all that, of course, we have some shout-outs at the top of the episode. So, first of all, CP, my mom wants to know why you don't like dirty dancing
1: well think about it she
0: called way. me about this this is a real thing
1: she actually called you to ask why she I called
0: didn't... me she said why does christian not like dirty dancing and then she checked on my ulcers
1: first of all i'm glad she, she, <laughs> she was interested in your health no
0: she was more interested in why you didn't like dirty dancing
1: well i'm a huge swayze fan i mean we're all crazy for swayze the problem is <laughs> i mean think about this he's like a grown-ass man and she's like a 17 year old girl and that's kind of creepy
0: what was her name jean gray no that's
1: Uh, she's an x-men character jennifer (laughs) gray is the actress in the film jennifer gray jennifer gray i'm talking about the character in the movie who she plays is
0: like a (laughs) 17 year old girl
1: i don't support that kind of underage relationship so you went there that is a calling out like a classic of cinema no
0: cp that is a classic come on dirty dancing that is everybody loves it it's kind of a movie how can you hate it Everybody who except hates, for me, apparently. Who hates the Wizard of Oz? Who hates Mary Poppins? No one. You may not love it, but who <laughs> hates it? You're you're that guy. You're yeah, the hate. I'm hater. that guy. <laughs> so please All apologize
1: right. to your mom for me. And uh... thank
0: you, mom, for the shout out. I have another shout out now. This is for you specifically, and I don't know exactly the context. Jeff Peterson asked, "Is Cam there?"
1: He's asking if Cameron was at WonderCon, and no. He didn't feel like going with me, I guess.
0: All right. Shout out to Cameron. He is amazing. And I love that guy. I miss him. (laughs) It's been a while, actually. Cameron, if you're listening, let's get together. Make a movie. Finally, my last shout out is to Harrison Waiter, who ran into you at WonderCon. And he was there promoting his new card game, Story Wars. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: For everyone on the show, if you'll remember, Harrison was on like episode four or five of the podcast really early Time to rewind. He's our friend who's a writer, producer. In fact, we had a great argument where he thought that Lawrence of Arabia was a great movie. And I, of course, convinced him that he was wrong.
0: What movie? Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, you said that really fast. But yeah, listen, here's where I'm going to fall on that. CP is Steven Spielberg loves Lawrence of Arabia. So therefore, I love Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) And we'll leave it there.
1: That's the way it would go. Over the last couple months, Harrison has actually developed a card game. The Kickstarter is actually going on right now. First round of the game is about to come out very soon. So he was promoting it to fans and meeting with some game developers to talk about distribution. It's actually really cool. It's a game called Story Wars. You can go to the website, storywars.game.
0: Oh, they have that game. It's, yeah,
1: and it's it's a awesome. card game kind of like Cards Against Humanity, right? Okay. Where one person plays a card, and everybody else has, does a follow up. But the idea is, he actually developed it as a writing tool initially,
0: oh, and then it evolved I, into I a board game. Totally get that. That's awesome. So
1: you put down like a premise, and then the idea is to build a story off of it based off of character descriptions and premise and things like that so
0: okay that's really cool actually yeah i love it
1: really exciting game i'm gonna buy it myself i think everybody else should because it seems like a lot of fun i saw some i'll
0: buy it but i also want to play it with you Yeah. yeah
1: right it sounds like a fun you know, as writers, like I'm like, this would be a fun exercise to get creative space and start developing some concepts and things.
0: I think a couple beers, you're talking about movies. How could you not have a good time? Right.
1: So I think it's uh it's very cool. So I was and it was a lot of fun running into him at, at WonderCon. So that was very cool.
0: You know, I'm gonna throw it over to you, CP. You got any shout outs on this episode? Of course I do.
1: So the first person I have to shout out is Ivor.
0: What up, Ivor? He
1: mentioned his love of singles in regards to last week's episode where I was talking about soundtracks. He said that was actually the first soundtrack he ever bought, so right on the money there. He then went on to mention some of the other ones that he really liked. Reservoir Dogs, Forrest Gump, The First Charlie's
0: Angels, Dazed and
1: Confused, and Outside Providence. I never saw Outside Providence. Did you? It was a 90s kind of stoner comedy. Yeah,
0: no, I did not. But
1: and Confused and Reservoir Dogs have phenomenal soundtracks.
0: I've never seen Reservoir Dogs, and I've heard it's massively over... No, I'm just kidding. I've seen it, and it's awesome. (laughs) I love how you did that totally
1: totally deadpan. Great Um, movie. Then he went on to ask me, he said, let me ask you, is a soundtrack good because of the collections of songs, or is it more about where the song has a connection to the movie?
0: Number two, for sure. 100%.
1: I think it depends, but I'm not really sure. He thought number it was two more of 100%. a hundred percent songs.
0: No, come on. Are the songs well, in something like Goodfellas great because of the song no we love them because they were in the film
1: I think you're right that's why we look at all these Tarantino movies where he gets these bizarre songs but makes them iconic same thing that he does and I guess to prove the contrary if you look at a movie like The Cable Guy which actually okay. has an amazing 90s rock music in the film but it's actually not a very good soundtrack probably because there's no iconic scenes with it so I think you're right yeah I
0: can't name any of the songs from that movie although I I've seen it multiple times. And then he called me out and he said,
1: also, in regards to Fast Times at Richmond High, which as everyone knows, I listed as my number one favorite soundtrack. I actually forgot to mention the most iconic song. Okay. And it's the scene. And he, he called me on. And he said, what about the scene where Phoebe Cates cl- climbs out of the pool and Living in Stereo by The Cars plays? And he is absolutely right. The most iconic you musical didn't movie. You mention that? Mo- no, I did not. Not only in, in that specific That's all movie, I think about. But an iconic scene <laughs> In cinema, so
0: yeah, I mean, her doing the whole like wet hair whip, she's out of the pool. Come on, that's iconic, CP.
1: So, Ivor, sorry I let you down, man. Thank you for correcting me on that. Next shout out to Jack. Also,
0: wait, CP, I would like it if you would apologize to me. D-Man, I'm sorry as well. Yeah, you let me down too, so.
1: Um, Well, I'm sorry. Speaking of which, (laughs) do you have any suggestions on what you think are the best soundtracks? Since you weren't on the episode last week, but I know you have some opinions on that.
0: No, I love Goodfellas is up there. Forrest Gump is a great one. I mean, those stick out to me, yeah
1: okay next shout out is for jack she messaged me saying every time you say something takes you back to life in the 90s i feel like you need to be called out you were like in elementary school fair enough i was a child in the 90s but i very fondly remember those days in the 90s and let's not kid ourselves 90s music is amazing no matter the yeah, genre no, I, it was some of the best there was
0: i'm not sure where that comment's going what does it matter how old you were you, you remember just, what you remember
1: she said you grew up in the 2000s dude sorry thank you oh, for calling me oh out oh on my one. god
0: CP, you're holding back here. I feel like if somebody told you you grew up in the 2000s, you're like, no. I actually, when it comes to CP, we go all the way back to the 90s. What did I meet you? 90s? It was a long time ago. Ballpark it. <laughs> it's probably like 96. No way. It's 96.
1: Yeah. It's like, 90s. you think
0: it's that late? 95. I'm going to go 95. Sure.
1: You can say that. That's fair. We'll go
0: mid-90s. No, but the point I'm making, though, is I met CP in the mid-90s, and we did all kinds of mid-90s stuff. We used to wear jean shorts. We used to build forts in the woods. We
1: used to go to grunge concerts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Move on. Move on. You did it. Thank you, CP, for killing the segment. <laughs>
1: Got to give a shout out to our friend Carl at Prospectus, who wrote to me and said, beautiful coincidence that we both had chicken and waffles on the same day. And then he sent me a picture of his chicken and waffles. This was in response to the post that I made on the day I went to WonderCon and stopped by Roscoe's since it's just a block so away. So it was
0: Roscoe's. Dude, oh my God. It's so good. Where else Dude. Okay. Need- so I have an actual story. I went to Beverly Hills. I was there for somebody's birthday, so this is not willingly. I had to go. I ordered the chicken and waffles, and they came out, and it was, the chicken was worse than, like, McDonald's. Horrible. And it was expensive. It was terrible. The problem I'm bringing up is I felt really bad because I kind of made a big deal about it. I wasn't drinking or anything. I'm just there. And I'm having a good time with my friends. We're here for, to celebrate somebody's birthday. These chicken and waffles were trash. And I was like, wow, Chicken and waffles? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Pretty basic dish. I, I got to give a tip of the cap to Roscoe's because they knock it out of the park every time. Right? You can order chicken and waffles at a lot of places. And generally, let's just call it good. It's, it's really hard. It's like ordering eggs. How do you uh, mess that up? At this place, they messed it up, man. It was so disappointing because you think you're paying good money and you're going to get something great and you don't. You got to go to Roscoe's. Thank you for for, that
1: commercial plug.
0: Plug for Roscoe's. If you've never been, then you need to go.
1: Next shout out is to Jazzy. I just wanted to thank her for committing some vandalism in the name of FCP. She actually Mm. tagged Listen to Filmmaker's Compass podcast in Long Beach. And we, we do appreciate the destruction of public property.
0: No, I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like illegal activity.
1: Well, I, I want, I want more people part of this film community, so I'm all for it. And my last shout out is to SDPV. He hit me up with a suggestion. Let's get your take and the rest of the audience's take on this one. He said, what about a new segment where you and I D man tell people what we're currently watching and make some recommendations to the audience. It's almost like building a watch list suggestion So that we can help people cut through the paradox of choice that they have Mm. on streamers like Netflix. There is a lot of so much
0: stuff to watch. Yeah, there is a lot of choice. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I would say this though that I watch a lot of crap and I watch a lot of so like if you guys want to hear me recommend star wars listen to this show because i watch it all the time if we're just talking about things that i've never seen and we're talking about new stuff i got about one show and one movie at a time we could probably pull it off i'm saying if you have your your list i have my one or two recommendations per episode it might be a segment that's really good on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. then then I feel like I might have some stuff to talk about. But on a weekly basis, I don't know if I'm watching enough new stuff to really warrant that amount of time. But also, it's our show, and who cares? If we do about maybe once a month, right, like the first week of the month, we go into, hey, what did we watch last month? What do we recommend? I think we could get a a real segment out of that. But if we do a weekly, "Uh, you know, I watched The Mandalorian, and I didn't really care for it. Do you want to get into The Mandalorian, or are we just going to move on?
1: Uh, We're just going to move on. Are you watching The Mandalorian? I started the show on Netflix, The Last Kingdom, so it's pretty good so far. So there you go. I started
0: a show on HBO called The Last of Us, and it's pretty good.
1: Mm, Never heard of it. Watch it. I'm joking. I finished the series. I'm ahead of you. That's
0: my recommendation. We're
1: good. We're good. So, WonderCon.
0: The whole thing is, you asked me to go, and I was not able to go. But you were, apparently, you had a fantastic time. I was a little disappointed
1: so, you couldn't show up, actually. I, I know.
0: I'm actually disappointed in myself. I'm very bummed about that. It's, so it's now, of... especially retroactively, after you told me some of the stuff you learned and, and did there, I, I am a little bummed that I wasn't able to make it. Tell us a little bit about your experience. What happened? What are your highlights? What is WonderCon? I mean, really. <laughs> like I mean, I think we all know Comic-Con, but like, what is WonderCon.
1: So, WonderCon is actually put on by San Diego Comic Con. Okay. And so, they're related. What's cool about WonderCon is it's a smaller convention. So, it's more like what Comic Con used to be back in the day. Mm. So, that's really nice.
0: Are there nerds?
1: D-Man, there are so many nerds. (laughs) In fact, it's overwhelming. Walking up to WonderCon, there's just hundreds of people out front in cosplay, meeting other nerds in cosplay. And some of them don't even have tickets. They don't even go into the convention hall. They're just hanging out socializing. Then you get in and like Comic-Con, there's the vendors, there's the panels. One difference is it's not quite the level of the pop culture phenomenon that Comic-Con is, SDCC. And it does not. Not have the level of big brands there. Like Comic-Con has become very corporate. This is still much more indie and amateur. And that's a fun thing to to go and be a part of. What's great is if you are a creator, if you are a nerd, you can actually get really good access to people who mm, interesting. write comic books or graphic novels or screenplays or, or whatever because people are there and they're readily as- accessible. And they're not overrun in the same way that Comic-Con is.
0: Young d you know, living back in the Midwest in the 90s, the 90s, I would have loved to attend something like that and actually meet the creators for some of the content that I'm consuming. I can imagine, even though, sure, it may not be Star Wars, right? We're not meeting George Lucas, but to us, it kind of is, right? You're like, this is a guy that made it or the oh. girl.
1: So it's a great opportunity. The difference is because it's smaller, you get more access. I was there for two reasons. First of all, with the comic book company I'm a part of, we were presenting a panel teaching young writers how to balance pursuing writing your comic book, illustrating Mm. your comic book while you're doing other things. So we had some people kind of giving tips. Yeah, that's really cool. Really really cool. cool. We we ended up the panel with about 65 people. Obviously, people kind of flow in and out of those things. So that was a lot of fun. Then the next day, I got to actually do something even cooler. Comic-Con, because we've been at panels in the past, asked us if we'd be willing to do portfolio reviews.
0: Yeah, explain. That. They, I don't know what they that kind
1: is. of bring in their work and they say, This is what I'm working on, give me some constructive feedback.
0: So you sit up on a stage, you look at storyboards. No, no,
1: it's not you sit at a stage, you sit at a table. We had a whole room fenced off, and we had a couple tables, okay. That's all. Yeah, that's why I, yeah, I brought a team. I brought one of the so. writers. I sat there and people just sat down and they said, This is what I'm working on. Can you give me some notes? This is what inspired me. I'm trying to turn this into a graphic novel. I'm trying to partner with a writer. And I saw some amazing artists. It blew my mind that some of these people were not working in the industry. Incredibly talented people out there. And it was just fun getting to connect.
0: You don't them. have to name names, but did you also see some crap?
1: I, I saw <laughs> a 10 year old. A 10 year old brought me their portfolio and I'm like, You're 10. I saw a guy who looks like the next Frank Miller, like in terms of his art style. It okay. was amazing. And then I Dark see a old who's like, yeah. But with the 10-year-old, I'm like, hey, you're pursuing your passion. You have enough guts to already come in and take it to professional and get some feedback. You're winning. Like, the you big won. thing to do is just keep, keep, keep going. Keep, keep doing going. what you're doing. Yeah. You, will, you, it. you will grow. You will develop a style. The other thing to the 10-year-old's credit is their art portfolio was across the board. Most artists bring you a portfolio that is one style of art. Right,
0: yeah, okay. And
1: while that's good with getting a gig, it's also important to be able to look and see, oh, you can do all these different things. This is the style of art that I'm specifically looking for for the next Mm. project and so if it's not there i don't know that i would take a chance on you whereas if you can say most of my portfolio is this type of work this is what i really like to do what i want to do but i have some of these other things too i have all the tools in the toolbox as an artist that's a good thing another great thing that WonderCon did which comic con does not do is they had a thing called creators connect it was just a room where they're like hey if you are a creative in whatever way, come by and network, it gives you that freedom. And it's that inclusive environment to go meet total strangers and talk
0: to them. How constrained is this? Is this like everybody just gets in a room, you go order drinks at the bar and you just walk up to whoever, or is this like, we're doing kind of that, that dating thing where everybody sits at a table every two minutes, a little hybrid the between the two, okay. they
1: didn't make it be just too curious. structured. Yeah. Again, it was a room with a bunch of tables. They had people sit down they said, show your badge so people know who you are, tell them what you do. People sat down at the table and started talking and they would go through and they'd say, hey, why don't you move here? Why don't you move here? For people who were either talking too much or weren't talking enough to make sure that people got a chance to meet new people. And every couple minutes they'd say, hey, rotate tables and people would get up and move to different ones. I thought it was just a cool opportunity because obviously there's a ton of people working on different creative projects. There's game developers, there's video game designers, there's screenwriters, artists, comic book writers, what a fun way to create an environment that fosters and invites people to meet one another. So that was really great.
0: Did you do any sort of after party? Did you go out after? Did you enjoy the whole vibe of that area or were you like i'm tired i've been walking all day it's like disneyland you're like i just want to go home
1: the after parties ha- after it wraps up people go to the hilton they sit down they meet other people in the bar grab some food do some networking i sure. went and did that i was actually really stoked and proud of myself i did find free parking this time which is a difficult thing to do at conventions well done
0: so. cp you are a rock star <laughs> the free parking seals the deal That's- no and as far as let's just talk about the event was there any good finger food was there pigs in a blanket talking Dude,
1: about it at the comic-con did they have no anything food. good it was just, or was, it was it just you know, go know, meet yeah. people and they gave you like waters and stuff it wasn't i'm just well, wondering
0: because sometimes the you go food to these truck events scene there at, you go that's what i'm WonderCon getting at that's what i'm getting incredible. that's
1: exactly yeah you walk outside at the convention hall and there's about there 16 food trucks with um everything you could want whether you knew it was at a food truck or not and they're all really good.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And hey, California, I mean, we're known for the food trips. Like That's mm-hmm. yeah. part of our gig. And I'm i am also retrospectively very sad that I didn't go with you because Dude. I know you offered it to me. Now that I think about it, I'm a little upset. Well,
1: I'm bummed Have a good too. weekend.
0: I got to do something that with a friend for a birthday, it was fine. It was actually really special because of an announcement they made and all this stuff, which congratulations. Yeah, also, <laughs> that sounds amazing. So I kind of wish I was with you. A yeah. bummer. Well, next time. And not only that, we're supposed to go to Portland or Seattle
1: for our road trip to, yeah, to
0: that's happening. So we're going up up north, you and I are doing the road trip, we can always find another conference, or if time allows, we'll just come back around to next year. We'll do it again. So CP, one of the things I want to talk to you about, and this is something that we have talked about before, you kind of acknowledged it. And it's not Unknown to our listeners, but you and I are very passionate about going to the movies. We like to be in the theater. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your movie going experience. Now I'm going to go ahead and clarify for our listeners. This is nothing more than a story time segment. This is what it is. We're just going to tell stories right now, right? We're not, we're not going to dive into like, what's wrong with the movies or this and that. No, you know, like CP, tell me what's the first movie you ever saw in the theater? Like, do you remember? Do you want me to tell you what mine was? Go for it. The Little Mermaid. My mom took me to go see The Little Mermaid. I I remember driving home after the movie. I was blown away. Yeah, it was amazing. And I knew I fell in love with the movies. Uh, I think The Little Mermaid came out in 1989, but I don't think I actually saw it until 1990, so I was probably like three. Yeah, my mom took me to the movies, and it was a fantastic experience. Like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things that just sticks out. I remember, I think I was the same age. I was like three, and my brother grabbed a curling iron and he burned his hand and you just remember that because it was crazy You know, going to the movies was amazing. Can't forget it. And that that was my first movie. The Little Mermaid. And the irony is I'm not even into redheads. It didn't influence me that way. What movie? What movie you got?
1: I don't know. I can't think of the first movie that I saw.
0: I, I don't believe that. CP, tell us what movie you went to the first time. At least, I mean, the first time you remember. Maybe it's not the first movie. Just tell us about the movie that you remember going to the movie.
1: I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast in the theater
0: that's a great one. Oh, so we both are uh disney animated classics
1: yeah and so that, i think that's probably part of the reason why that's probably my favorite disney animated movie i think because it's like the first one that i saw
0: i mean that's a little while like i said i saw little mermaid i mean was aladdin before beauty and the beast no it was after huh yeah, i think it was aladdin after Aladdin
1: was the next year aladdin was 92. yeah yeah you're right you're right okay and then i saw that and i saw lion king which was 93
0: lion king was amazing CP you're not really expanding on the movie going experience the first time you went did you get popcorn did you get it i was a kid i don't remember no i'm asking you to tell us about the time you remember the first time <laughs> i went not the to time, time you don't remember the movie. yeah hey cp tell us about the time you don't remember well
1: i mean apparently you have all these stories about going to the movies so share some yeah
0: all right so first up was little mermaid yes i did get popcorn my mom was always big on when we go we're going to do the thing what do you want and it was fun because you know when you're a kid and you get to pick right when what do you want? So we get popcorn, I get a soda, and maybe a candy. And we go to the theater. And it was fantastic. I think CP, you will remember this because you're a 90s, 90s kid. They didn't have stadium seating back then. You had to sit in like a flat room. And if there was somebody in front of you that had high hair, or they were just tall as hell. They ruined it. You know, when you're a kid it doesn't take much, right? And I do remember the first time I went to the movies, there was a guy in front of me that was like, he was just tall enough that like i couldn't see the whole frame that always stuck with me and that's why like when stadium seating came out i loved it because man i remember being that little kid and like this guy's just he's just cutting off like the bottom but it was enough to be like ah now granted that's my first movie going experience didn't ruin it for me i loved the movies what is your favorite experience at a theater. And you and I have been together. So I'm hoping you're going to pick one that I was there, but
1: I've been to some great ones with you, D-Man.
0: I know we've had a good, a good time and we will again, we're going to And go. I
1: think I've mentioned some of these probably on the podcast. I always yeah. think about you drag me to the midnight showing of Harry Potter four. everyone knows I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. The deal was D-Man told me that we would dress up. So yes. I went dressed as a Jedi. He went dressed as Gandalf and everyone got super excited over the fact that, well, Gandalf and some Jedi were, were at this Harry Potter movie because all these Harry it was Potter awesome. kids were dressed up like Harry Potter and it was a lot of fun. I remember one time we went to... A James Bond movie. And I find this hilarious because if you remember back in the day, you had to line up to get into the theater because this is before you could buy actual seats.
0: Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so know exactly what you're talking about.
1: You always had to rush to get the best seats because there was a line, but the line was usually outside the theater or in the lobby. So between when they opened up the line to get into the theater and actual sitting in the seats, it was a free for all. And bringing D Man was the greatest thing ever. Because he had this unbelievable, like you should have played in the NFL, this unbelievable ability just weave through people. Yeah, and we were in the back of the line, but somehow he got us the most prime seats in the theater, right? Center theater, like the middle four seats. I don't know how he pulled it off, but yeah, it's like seven.
0: It's like seven rows down. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to sit at the very top because you start to have sound issues because mm-hmm. the sound won't reach you. So you want to go like seven or eight rows down from the top, right in the middle. It's the best seat in the house.
1: It was, it was insane. It was incredible. But I remember specifically with the James Bond one, because we were the last people in line and we're like, there's no way we're getting a good seat.
0: And you've got D-Man somehow, in your car.
1: D-Man pulled it out and we got center screen. It was incredible.
0: There's a few instances of movies that that just stand out to me as, as the best ever. And one of them is Jurassic Park. I remember going, if you're listening, and mom, you probably are. I went to the theater with my mom, my friend, Matt Shula, and my brother. And my brother's three years younger than me. And Jurassic Park came out in 1993, 94. So I was six or seven. So my brother's probably three or four. Young kid. And I remember the whole T-Rex scene, you know, uh, legend. Obviously, my younger brother gets terrified. So my mom has to go walk him out of the theater. And me and Shula are sitting there in the theater. And I was like, this is like the best thing ever. It was so scary and exciting and fun. And I was like, yes, like Jurassic Park. And we're going theater experiences, right? We went and saw Jurassic Park again in the big screen. You, me, and Helson, right?
1: When they released it in 3D, I mean, how could you miss an opportunity we, to see Jurassic
0: Park? Right, we week? we uh, you gotta go because listen, I mean, you can you can watch it on your living room TV, but it'll never be what it is when it's the big screen. That's a movie that is truly worthy of that scale. I had a great time. Another one that stands out to me. I want to say you were there as well. You'll have to correct me. Maybe you were not there, but I thought you were there. My mom took all of us to go see Star Wars A New Hope Special Edition in 1997, and I wanted you to go. I was like, hey, you gotta come.
1: How amazing was it seeing Special Edition?
0: It was incredible, and I think for our our listeners, for anybody that's viewing this podcast, I mean, I love Star Wars. I I never knew
1: that. Never knew that. man,
0: (laughs) Love Star Wars. I've seen on the big screen one time with you in 1997 and that's the only time cp i think you're with me if they released it tomorrow they're like hey star wars is at the theaters i'd be there i'd oh, call it work
1: absolutely do you remember a few years ago when lucasfilm was re-releasing all the star wars films in 3d d And I was like i don't care about 3d technology but it's an excuse to go see star wars yeah and i was so mad that after I went, I went that, to a
0: Phantom Menace, but then they canceled it. Yeah. I went to
1: see it like two times. And then they're like, oh, the sale went through to Disney and they they discontinued. And I was so excited that we were going to get to see all these Star Wars movies again on the big screen because who doesn't want to oh. see
0: Star Wars on the big screen? Uh, another amazing. great one.
1: I was there with you.
0: The Dark Knight. Oh, it was amazing. That was a movie that I, I didn't have low expectations. I think I had sizable expectations.
1: I mean, we had seen Batman Begins. We knew what. No one was capable of
0: right. It's very occasional that it happens, but they knocked it out of the park, and you knew it. You knew it. I, like the Dark Knight is one of those movies. I always remember this. You remember the scene where Harvey Dent and Rachel are tied up, and they're in. They're like next to oil drums. Yeah, and the Joker's like he's at this address. She's at this address, and like the the music ramps up. And I remember, and I'll never forget this because it happened. I like sat up. I was like, oh shit. I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow, Christopher Nolan, you took me there, man. Yep. I'm literally sitting here like, oh, my God. And you, you kind of have that self-aware moment. It's so good. It's so good. All right. I don't want to. Yeah, I want to do it. Do you like the Batman or the Dark Knight?
1: Oh, that's a given. We've talked about this. I'm the Dark Knight is better. The Batman's good, but the Dark Knight is superior in every way.
0: I I 100% agree with you. I have a buddy, Anthony. He swears the Batman's better. And I'm like, I love portrayal of Gotham and different stuff. But like the Dark Knight is better.
1: So let me ask you this. You talked about some of the best movies you've seen in the theaters. What's the absolute worst? Do you remember
0: we went to go see, I think it was Spider-Man three. Oh yeah. Midnight show. Yeah. We went to go see the midnight show. We're all excited. And let's face it. Spider-Man one and two are awesome. Mm -hmm. Now this movie is a letdown and that has nothing to do with my theater experience. It just wasn't great at the theater. We have some young kids that are uh, talking a lot and I don't know, flirting with girls, but they're ruining the movie. Like even a bad movie, you can ruin it. And I always remember just getting so mad that eventually, like, I kicked the back of their seat and I'm like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And they looked at me like they were shocked. They were like, whoa. (laughs) And I was like, yo, you guys suck. You suck. You're ruining this movie. Just leave. If this is what you're going to do, then just go. The irony was the movie sucked anyway. So it was like, how much did they ruin it? I don't know. That was one. I remember going to the movies with Sean one time and it was kind of the same thing people were talking they just had no respect for being in a the theater like a shared experience right i always remember this old lady stands up and yells at them you kids suck go home you know old lady shit yeah and Sean stands up next to me this is our best friend when we we're back in the mm-hmm. midwest Sean stands up next to me and he starts applauding slow clapping <laughs> and he got he 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 started a real slow clap it happened the rest of the theater kind of was like you're right and then more people started clapping and then more and then more and then before he knew it the whole theater was like get the fuck out of here you know (laughs) that was pretty cool do you remember what the movie was no i'm trying to think now i think it was a horror movie i think it was like the grudge or something stupid Mm. it wasn't like lord of the rings it was just some movie that on opening weekend was kind of like oh everybody wants to go that happened i'm trying to think if there were any other terrible i remember okay i went to go see i'm trying to think the name of the movie now it was this asian parody movie it was called like kung pao
1: kung pao enter the fist where the guy kung fu fights a cow
0: that was a movie that i actually cashed in on the policy that they had that if you didn't like the movie you could get your money back the movie wasn't even over and i left i was like i'm out this movie sucks And like, I get the humor, I get it, but I was like, I'm never going to pay for that. If we put it on now streaming and it was just on, I'd be like, all right, whatever. At the time I was like, wow, I paid for this. I'm not paying for this. I hated it. I still hate it. And I stand by it.
1: Last movie I think I did that on was, I mean,
0: it was <laughs> equally bad. Did you
1: remember the movie, The Master of Disguise?
0: Oh my God. Yeah, I do. I don't yeah, even yeah. know
1: why I went to see it. I did. And I, <laughs> I I walked out in the middle. And I was like, this is like the worst. It's not even funny. Like, how are they billing this as a comedy? I walked up to the desk to like the customer service desk and they're like, You want a refund for Master Disguise? I was like, wow, that should tell you something. (laughs) They knew.
0: I actually have another experience where it was the Batman. Just recently, I went to the theater. I was sitting at the top. Like I said, you want to sit like eight rows down, right? Well, I'm sitting at the top. And unfortunately, that was just whoever bought the tickets bought them and they put them up the seats up there. So these are assigned seats, right? This wasn't what we were left with. The sound was horrible. Mm, Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, literally, like they're talking and because you're getting this kind of behind you reverb, it's like you can't even hear the dialogue like it was terrible. So anyway, it was the reason I bring this story up is because not that I went to the desk or whatever and and said anything. It was that when I went to the desk, they actually had a video that said best sound. You know? (laughs) Wow. And I was like, no, but it was funny because I brought that up when I'm talking to them. I was like, yo, you guys literally have an advertisement behind you saying that this is the best audio experience you're going to get in the theater. And I was like, I'm coming to you and telling you at these seats, it's trash.
1: Did they give you a, a refund? No, they didn't.
0: No, they wouldn't do it.
1: You know, the one that made me mad was this happened like six months ago. There was a movie that came out. It was called Fall.
0: No, I don't know that movie,
1: no. It's about like two girls that get stranded in like a cell tower. It wasn't widely released. So I had to, I found some theater that it was exactly 59 minutes of, to drive to. So I actually
0: drove. How do you know it was 59? Oh,
1: because like... I looked and I was like, I actually drove almost <laughs> an hour to see this movie. So I showed up, I bought the ticket. I sat down. The guy comes in and he's like, "Uh, oh, we're having some technical difficulties. I promise you, we're going to get it up and running. It's going to get <laughs> running. So we sat there. He comes back down another 20 minutes later. He's like, still working on the projector. Don't worry. We're going to get it taken care of. <laughs> so, yeah. so then oh, he comes okay. down 20 minutes later and he's like, sorry, guys, I can't get the projector working. We'll give you refunds at the gate.
0: <laughs> but you're but like, what, I wasted my time. Well, what really
1: pissed me off is I was like, so I wasted an hour <laughs> in a dark theater. I drove <laughs> almost an hour to see a movie. And then when I got there, I didn't even have a refund because technically <laughs> I have the AMC pass, so they yeah. just, they, they just
0: told you you have canceled. another another pass. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they just kind of canceled my my reservation, and I was like seriously AMC? I was like, that's the best you're going to do is just be like, oh yeah, here. I was like, they didn't even give me like the complimentary like ticket to get another one or whatever. (laughs) But what pissed me off the most is they didn't even apologize when I went to customer (laughs) service. They're just like, here's your money back. Go. I was like, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. You you can't even give me the courtesy of being like, hey, we're sorry this happened. This was Cause, terrible. Cause
1: like, this is our bad, right? Like, we're sorry to make No, no but I'm with you. I'm
0: with hour. you. Because good customer service is like, hey, it doesn't matter if you have the pass or not. Here's a couple of free passes. Here's some concession stand passes, whatever. We want you to come back and we feel terrible that this experience happened to you. Well,
1: especially but since, but since they made us sit in a <laughs> for an hour. I was like, thanks, AMC. I was, I was it's not crazy. that hard.
0: Yeah, you're like, hey, you can make it right pretty easily, like, hey, give me some concession stand passes for, you know, $40. And I, I mean, and the here. sad
1: thing is if they gave me the AMC ticket, like the free, like, re-entry ticket, I never even would have
0: used it. Like, it would have been a handing, all, all it cost them was uh, the print cost.
1: Yeah, I, I never would have used it, but I'm just like, it's a matter of principle. <laughs> or as Henry Hill would say, it's about respect.
0: I get, oh yeah, oh my god, great movie. I, I guarantee you if they had handed you a ticket, it would have just said admit one, and (laughs) it would not be branded amc because they're so cheap and shitty
1: um i'm trying to think of movie experiences other than that
0: all right well let's go the other way then so what what are the movie experiences that blew you away do you have any where you were in the theater and you were like just wow because i I know one i've talked about
1: i've talked about these on the podcast i'm sure one of them for me was seeing dune
0: Oh, I went in with we such to...
1: low expectations and that movie blew me away in every way.
0: So I have a question then why low expectations? I mean, I thought that movie looked great in the trailers. Oh, I, I'm not great. saying that I thought it was going to be star Wars, but I mean, I did also didn't think it was going to be garbage. Just it sounds see, like <laughs> the original Dune is so bad. <laughs> well, okay. You're talking about the 80, 84, 80. Yeah. Whatever. That Dune yeah. is
1: so bad that I was like, this Dune is probably not going to remember be really the fat down. guy. Yeah. Flying around. Oh, and they just
0: like oh. lighted up neon behind
1: him. Well, which, there is an episode of the podcast where we talk about Dune and, well, the yeah, remake go, of Dune.
0: So. Go listen to that.
1: One of them, I know I mentioned it a few weeks ago, I actually really enjoyed seeing Jaws in 3D. Mostly just because I'd never seen Jaws in the theater.
0: Like, okay, of all your theater experiences that you would list, I honestly would not have picked you to pick one in 3D. That, to me, I don't think you would care about that. And yet, here you are saying Jaws in 3D. So what was the 3D? What worked? Why did that work? I mean, the 3D
1: work? added depth, but let's not kid ourselves. They didn't have Jaws in 2D, so I'm willing to bet that just seeing Jaws on the big screen is an experience.
0: Jaws is actually amazing as a movie. It's shocking to me that our friend Sean doesn't like it.
1: Another movie that I think was incredible in the blew me away. Going to see Mad Max: Fury Road.
0: Mm, I'm going to disagree with you there.
1: Not a fan. No. Wow. Well, you don't know movies, so.
0: I love Terminator 2, but this was just a giant chase scene. And it was great. Chase it was scene. Right. <laughs>
1: Visually, everything about it, it was, was all, right. Really, all right, man.
0: You know, and I feel bad because I've actually hung out on film sets where people talk about it. They revere it. They're like, man, this movie was amazing. I can't imagine what it was like to work on that movie. And me sitting over here eating my shitty sandwich. <laughs> I want to be like, it was all right.
1: Wow. All right. Well, on that note, so that's about it, everyone. (laughs) D-Man and CB are done doing a podcast together because one person here apparently does not know quality movies when he sees
0: them. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was like this masterpiece of cinema. I was like, it was fine. You didn't mention it, but I know you saw it. Endgame. Yeah, that was was a pretty epic. That's a theater uh... experience. I guess what I'm getting at is more so not even just what it means for the scale of the big screen, but like, have you been in a movie theater? You know, whether it's a horror film or this and that, just the shared experience of being in the theater was amazing. And like Avengers Endgame was that. I'll never forget. Just Sam has the line where he's like, cap, cap. On your left. And like the whole movie theater came alive. They're all like, and then they opened the portals and it was like, Mm -hmm. it's all incredible. Yeah. Uh, that That was great.
1: Another one I think of is, seen Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Yeah. Because I skipped school to go to that. I don't even know if my
0: mom knows that. I told my mom I went to school. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go to school. I went. I skipped school and went to go see Revenge of the Sith by myself. I didn't even bring any friends. I just went to the theater because I was like, I love Star Wars. I don't care. So then it was funny because I went to Steak and Shake after because I was like, I need to kill some time. (laughs) (laughs) Just went and got a burger living my best Midwest life. Love it. Yeah, good times. So I think of those. I think Sean and I, we went to the midnight show of Return of the King. I dressed up like Gandalf. That's where that Gandalf costume came from for the Harry Potter story earlier. That was a funny story because Sean's mom actually said he could not go. His grades were not too good. (laughs) So his mom's like, you cannot go to the movies. I ended up having to open from the outside. If you know in the Midwest, they have these kind of window wells that go down into a basement. Mm -hmm. I had to go open his window well, and he climbed out in his socks, and he had given me his shoes at school so he wouldn't have to take his shoes so his mom (laughs) wouldn't know that he left. He didn't want to take the shoes that he left at his door. And uh, yeah, I snuck him out, and we went to Return of the King, and that movie was amazing. Sorry, Karen Gasson. I know. don't
1: think she listens to this podcast, so I think we're good.
0: I don't know. She listened to my old podcast. So when it comes to the theater experiences, though, I mean, is there anything else that sticks out to you? Have you ever have you ever cried at a movie theater?
1: Yeah. The Dark Knight. I remember crying Dude. absolute tears of joy after that. I was like, Nolan, this was like the greatest cinematic gift anyone has ever given me in my life. Thank you.
0: OK. And I'm not even a good ashamed one. to say it. Dude, I still cry even now. If I watch, if I watch it,
1: Free Willing.
0: In, no, in Avengers End Game, and mom, shout out to my mom. Like I still cry to this day. That scene where he goes back in time, Asgard, to go oh, get the ether. and he meets his mom. And he meets his mom, who has passed away, right? So he's going back in time, and he gets to... For anybody that hasn't seen it, which is crazy, but probably my mom. He goes back in time, and he gets to see his mom. I just remember he he looks at her, and he's kind of like, Hey, I'm who you know. Ugh. And he says, Can we talk? And she just goes, Yeah, we can, we can talk. And I'm like... I'm going to cry right now. If your mom was gone and you got a chance to talk to your mom again.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, how could you not? Oh, it just breaks my heart every time. Cause I'm like, I have my mom, mom, I love you. But if your mom was gone and you had that one moment just to be like, can we talk? Can we just, yeah. I just want to hug you. Yeah. Oh shit. I'm going to cry, man. Like that scene kills me. It killed me in the theater because like I said, I have my mom, but if 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 she's, uh, you know, if she's ever gone and just to have a chance to talk to her, not about anything, saving the world or hero shit, just how's your day? Mm-hmm. Oh, that just. And then I also love right after Thor holds his hand up and the hammer comes and he just has this the biggest smile on his face and he's like, I'm still worthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that scene just gets me every time and i remember i i was in the theater and i cried i cried in the theater it was one of those ones i'm crying right now you know i got some tears sorry mom this was embarrassing i'm a man (laughs) ah that that scene just gets me every time did you ever have a scene where you you Uh, cried in the theater you said the dark night yeah i cried in the dark night so good that actually does it then for our movie theater segment unless you have any final comments listen me crying is the end this hasn't happened on this show well
1: let's end it on a on a happy note d-man all right Uh, yeah you're talking about the experience do you get candy when you go to the theater are you candy guy
0: licorice yeah
1: red vines and
0: here's the thing you know yeah here's the thing i'm I'm not on either side i love both red vines and twizzlers i got a lot of crap for it i've gone to the theaters and people are like hey you get red vines i'm like yeah and they're like you don't like twizzlers i was like no i love twizzlers they just they have red vine you know that i don't know that's my go-to candy i like some sour candies but not really what about you uh, i
1: never get candies so <laughs> what no dude i don't actually like eating in a movie i rarely get popcorn i rarely get candy i rarely even get drinks i just want to focus on the movie and all that other stuff takes me out of the experience
0: i could see you as a fruit snack guy
1: love fruit snacks so that would make sense yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, typically I don't I don't get anything when I go to the
0: theater. Do you ever sneak anything in?
1: I mean, all the time. I'm not like you. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, D-Man used to routinely have people sneak him McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, whatever, into theaters. Usually I don't. I did actually go a couple weeks ago to the movies, and I didn't eat anything beforehand, so I grabbed two burgers and put them in my pocket. Hey,
0: CP, there was one time I uber Eats Taco Bell to a movie theater, <laughs> and the guy came to the theater. He didn't even text. Text me to come out <laughs>
1: he walked into the movie theater
0: yeah because i told him in the message it's like it's like i was like theater 14 this movie and he came in and he was like i'm hey i was like oh it's me
1: and the theater wasn't like uh, excuse me sir you can't go in there with a bag of taco bell
0: no they didn't care that's crazy i guess when he walked in he just told them, oh hey i'm dropping off something like i'm not here for a movie and they said okay whoever <laughs> was there just didn't care you know right. and so he went to the theater he came in and he's like i have the taco bell and i was like oh that's me
1: What's Was this like in the middle of a movie or was it during the previews?
0: (laughs) Now I'm trying to think what movie was it? No, it was like during the movie, not the previews. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to think what movie it was. I did that in college too. Helson was there. I went to a stats class one time and I had somebody deliver me Jack in the Box in the middle of class. It was pretty dope. And irony, my stats teacher loved me.
1: (laughs) We're getting a little bit off topic here. What's the last thing for this episode that you got that you
0: want to talk about? This is not on topic. It's just something that I was interested in your thoughts, which... CP, I'm always interested in what you think on these things. So what I wanted to ask you about is, hey, what are what are some of the best foreign films you've ever seen?
1: Now, for the record, when you say foreign film, you mean like foreign language film? Like yeah, non- we're going to go English with English cinema. Yeah,
0: generally, yeah.
1: So we're not counting like a Guy so Ritchie like, movie as a foreign film. Like we're talking non-English cinema.
0: Yeah, like if we're talking English, my f- favorite foreign film is The Italian Job with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> All right.
1: I got five. Let's got do the five. five.
0: Let's do it. I may not have seen all of these, and it's very likely that our listeners haven't either. So if you could preface just a little bit about the movies. I'll give a little yeah. bit. Number
1: five is a French film. It's called Le Jeté from 1962. Have you ever seen this one? I have not. No. It's... Kind of the cinematic, modernistic, French new wave era of cinema. It's a sci-fi film written and directed by Chris Marker. You have all, I'm willing to bet, seen the movie that was inspired by this film called 12 Monkeys.
0: Oh, yes. I've seen that. Is that so it?
1: Yes. What's crazy yeah. about Legete is, first of all, it's a 28-minute film, but it breaks all the conventions of cinema. It's black and white, but it is done like a slideshow. So there's mm. audio in the background with sound effects, but okay. you go slide at a time interesting and it's the story about this time traveler i mean essentially it is the story right as i said that inspired 12 monkeys but this is the original version and i think it's really interesting and creative and maybe at some point if everybody wants us to we will actually do a movie rewind taking a look at it you can actually find Legete on youtube it's one of the movies that's out there and as i said it's only 28 minutes it's worth taking a watch
0: okay well i'll add that to my list yeah
1: Number four, 2004's Goodbye Lenin. And this is a German film written and directed by Wolfgang Becker. This is actually a comedy, and it's kind of a clever idea. It's the story of a man, a young man, living in East Germany, during the collapse of the Soviet Union and the reunification of Germany. okay, His father died early on. So his mother, she kind of lived her life in service of the state. Like that was the only thing that mattered. She has a heart condition. So instead of telling his mom that East Germany is no more, he has to continue this lie. (laughs) So she doesn't know that East Germany (laughs) collapsed and is now one Germany and that the West won the Cold War. It's this story about him perpetually trying to continue the narrative so he doesn't cause his mother to die of a heart attack. It's it's a funny movie, obviously looking at a really interesting time in world
0: history. Okay, that's awesome.
1: Number three movie everybody should watch. It's The Seventh Seal from 1957. Now this is a Swedish film. It's a medieval fantasy film written and directed by Ingmar Bergman. And Ooh, it tells the story of famous. a knight played by Max Vansito, also famous, encounters the angel of death and challenges Ooh. him to a game of chess to try and save his life and the life of his companion. And it's a really great movie. Obviously, it's black and white, but it's really well made it has a lot of compelling themes it's very interesting
0: okay that, i mean that does sound yeah
1: number four for me is the film city of god 2002 i've seen that brazilian film co-directed by that won Fernando an Oscar, right? and katrina lund yeah it's it's won a lot of awards it's a lot of people consider it one of the greatest films ever made yeah definitely it's great the film. greatest brazilian there's no film. denying
0: it. it's an amazing film
1: and the cinematography is incredible the storytelling is incredible it's about yeah, a the story it's really
0: the story yeah the story is amazing
1: growing up in the favelas of, Brazil and one of of them leads down a dark path and the other one becomes a photographer and number one for me and i have mentioned that my love for this movie a few episodes back on the podcast and that is life is beautiful the 1997 italian film written and directed by roberto barini about the Holocaust. and it's yeah. a heavy movie that somehow he manages to bring
0: some levity to i actually agree and on my list life is beautiful is number one as well i think it's a great film i think once you feel the heart and the the pulse of the film It's it's almost hard not to like it. It's just really well done. And obviously, like you said, it goes through a dark period in history. So number two, CP, this is a story that we watched when we were in college. This is one of our film school movies, but that's The Bicycle Thief, which if I'm not mistaken, also an Italian film, but you hate.
1: I am not a fan of The Bicycle Thief. Not for me.
0: I love the simplicity of it. It literally is like a guy gets like his bike stolen and it's just kind of like him going through the city, going through the town, like trying to like get his bike back. I don't know why. Like the simplicity of it just works on me. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, man, there's not any more deep emotions or this and that. It's like, yo, we're just like watching this guy trying to get his bike back. And it's kind of interesting. Interesting enough. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Number three, I'm going to go with Old Boy, the actual.
1: The original, not the Josh Brolin
0: version. Right.
1: The crappy Josh Brolin version. And
0: I did see Old Boy. I want to say it was back in like 2005, 2006, you know, a while ago. It's a crazy story. I mean, the ending itself is shocking just for its, you know, kind of revelatory insight. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the movie was interesting. Just the way it was shot, the way they, you know, at times, it's just this guy in a room. They're, they're able to constantly keep you engaged. And then it also had some really good fight scene. You go to the other side. It's not just a guy in a room. They're they're doing some really crazy fight scene, and yeah. I thought it looked great. For sure. Number four, NCP. This is another film school movie, but it was interesting. Rashomon. Now, this is a movie where in a small town, essentially, there's a murder, and no one knows 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 who really did it and I think the reason Rashomon stands the test of time is it's one of the first movies that does not definitively answer that question yeah right it leaves it open to interpretation who really did it we don't know you might know who you think did it but you don't know so i think that it's kind of contribution to the genre and it does it really well i think there were a few scenes that maybe frustrated me just as a, a viewer kind of uncomfortable but generally i think what it does works really well and finally classic Seven Samurai. Yeah. So I don't know how much I got to say about Seven Samurai. I just, I enjoy that movie. I thought it was great. You know, it's a classic for a reason. So if you haven't seen Seven Samurai, I would just say, go check it out. I, I don't really want to get into all of it. That's it.
1: <laughs> that's it. Kind of surprised that no one listed Parasite on their list.
0: Well, I haven't seen Parasite. And I think I said There's... that a few episodes ago. If I've seen it, uh, it might be number one.
1: Also surprised neither of us listed Volorant, the Tom Tickler film. because
0: uh, That's a good, has... I've seen that movie actually. Yeah, it's actually really great. It, it's worth a mention right there. Good job. But now I got to watch Parasite, see where it ranks on this list. But to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We're so happy that you checked out our show and hopefully enjoyed the episode. So you can follow along at filmmakerscompass.com. You can follow me at Big man You can follow CP
1: at ndcal 5 Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Filmmaker's Compass
0: Podcast. We're going to see you back here next week. And until then, keep watching movies.